Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now joining me today is Brian. Brian, how are you, my man? Hello, how are you? It's been a while. Been nice a while. to have a handshake. Yeah. I haven't had <laughs> yeah. one for about a year. <laughs> well, I did do the old rinse and scrub and everything, and I did tell you temperature before we did that. Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> oh, now, you know, we last spoke, where was it? We were in the Robin Hood, weren't we, talking about things? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I wanted to do is, and, and firstly, thank you for taking the time to, to do this. What I wanted to, to dig down and talk about is, you know, a lot of people here have had the, the problems with the, the restrictions we've had and COVID, etc., etc. And you've obviously been the CEO of the Nightwish Group. Is it with 26 bars you got? Now we, we have got 26 now. We got rid of five over COVID. Right. So 31 at the beginning, 26 now. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask you is like, what's this last, without being a stupid question, what's the last 17 months been like in terms of, cast your mind back to when the first lockdown came in, what did you actually expect the outcome to be? What was your thoughts? Because when it came in and it was like, oh, we're gonna lock down, as, as the businessman, did you sit back and think, oh, it's only a few weeks, doesn't matter, a couple of weeks, we'll be right. I mean, what, what did you think? The problem is I'm very biased with optimism. I always look on the positive side, so, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just me that is in control. I've got a finance guy and he was he's very negative, which is right. which is actually quite good. And he was like, this is going to go on forever. We have to cut back costs. And, and I'm like, I don't think it can go on that far. It doesn't make sense. Mm. And then the further we got onto it, I thought, you know, we should pay a little bit more. We should help this person out. And we're just, he was just like, no, we really need to stick to saving money. So um, when we had the live stream going, we did have a little bit of cash coming in the bank to pay for things. And then as time went by, we got tighter because more things were happening. And then the last um, period where we're allowed to open, I just said, we can start paying a few things off now. Uh, it's never gonna happen again, never ever, I'm sure. <laughs> and then it's been even worse this time. It's been Famous last long. words. Yeah. It's not gonna happen for that long. Yeah, so I say, whatever I say, it's the opposite because I've just been consistently wrong. Now they're looking at closing cement down for two months. So, mm. so cast your mind back then. So March last year, when the first lockdown hit us, you're not thinking it's going to go on for so long as it obviously clearly has. What what did you put in place to deal with that, or was it really literally just a case thing? Oh, this is two weeks. Just give everyone a holiday, and we'll, we'll open in two weeks' time. No, um, we had like discussions with the management team, and basically we. We just paid everyone off and then we we paid some a small amount of money to a core team and a couple of cashiers so when immediately our, our guys were like you know this is bad mm. and i was thinking no it can't be that bad i was thinking there's no way they're going to close flights down there's no way they're going to shut us down yeah. it's just not possible and how so did I, the girls react the girls make a lot of money. The biggest worry is the cashiers and the and the security. I always think about them quite often because a lot of girls have their own ways of making money. Sure. Yeah. Whereas the cashiers, it's hard for them to pivot because they're just cashiers and they're just security. Mm. They're not going to start applying for for big jobs. But the the good thing about Thailand is that a lot of people don't have mortgages. They don't have car payments. They they just return back to the village. Whereas in the West you probably get a lot more financial carnage. Mm. But then I think they got a lot more support back in the West, whereas here they got nothing, did they, really? A couple of handouts, wasn't it, I think? A little yeah, they do, but for all the ones that had no money, they, they can just 
disappear back home no problem and they can eat for free i'm not saying it's good but they they don't need as much of support but the the, the ties that have invested in houses and have tried to go down the, the western route they're the ones getting punished for it so you're expecting two weeks it went on for just over three months after the first month into the second month what were you thinking then <laughs> because they're going to last forever and you're already into six weeks what were your thoughts I don't remember. I, I've just been so angry and I've been really depressed and I just, the anger just boils over and, and it's the anger towards the, the uh, landlords really because I just think, you know, how could you do this to us? Mm. That's where all my anger's been aimed at. Then you, you get angry with all the media causing hysteria and then every conversation with every friend that you see starts off with COVID related and, and it's just like, it's just Groundhog Day here now. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about the landlords, I mean, without going into too much detail, I mean, did they support you as much as you were looking for? Or, you know, did you have like a half an hour? Because obviously like 31 bars at that stage, I'm guessing, you was only 26 now, but 31 at the beginning. I mean, were, were the landlords pretty reasonable? Some of our best, our worst landlords have been our best. We had one that was an absolute dragon and she's been the <laughs> nicest. And I just said to her like, you've gone from our worst landlord to our best. and. She was just like, you know, I feel sorry for everyone. It's mm. just tough. And then we've got other landlords that are just um, outright refusing. And then we, we had our best landlord turn, turn against us. He was saying to me, you've had an operation in Bumagrad. You could have gone to the hospital in Pattaya. And I said, I thought I was going to die. So I had a heart operation in Bumagrad. And they're like, no, you should use government hospitals. So we're not going to give you a discount. <laughs> then they said you've got Mercedes we would never get one they're filthy rich and I'm like I haven't paid for the yeah. Mercedes with, with permission you know for eight months and then um, I went to get my Mercedes fixed one day and they're in there buying this brand new S-Class <laughs> because they've, they've asked all the banks to have a discount because yeah. no one's paying and then they're getting everyone to pay 100% on all of their properties all over retire and they're, they're, mm. they're getting Mercedes out of it I mean, as a business owner, obviously you go through roller coaster rides every day, running the business financially and all the problems that you have to deal with. You went through the first phase, three months and, and whatever it was, a couple of days. Then it was like, okay, we're going to allow everyone to open back up. Did you secretly think, oh, thank goodness that's over, like now we can move on? I mean, did you expect you know, to, to be sat here now nearly, what, 17 months later in the same, if not worse situation? I mean, how did you feel when they first said, okay, we're, we're done now? The biggest, the biggest concern I've got is reopening because we, we worked out it costs 80,000 baht per bar to reopen. Mm -hmm. So I always live in the future. I'm always thinking three years, two, three, two, three years ahead. Yeah. And that's too painful now. So I'm just thinking about today and just reacting and living like a dog, you know, and, and that's, that's how I'm coping. But I can't stop thinking about all of the work that VAG has to do and everyone else to reopen all of the bars. That, it's like climbing Everest, the worst bit's coming down. The minute we can reopen, we're going to have to get all the gills back in town and we're going to have to open one bar at a time. Okay. And, it, and it might take us um, six, seven months to open all the bars. It could take us a year to mm. open up all the bars. And it's going to cost about 80,000 per bar to reopen. We're going to talk about that in a bit more detail. Cast your mind back to New Year's Eve. One of the biggest celebrations of the whole world, not just here, but you know, everybody looks forward to New Year's Eve party. You're sitting there thinking, happy days, like we're going to have a good night tonight. And then the lockdown came. I mean, <laughs> without stating the stupid obvious, I mean, what went through your mind then? 
Uh, it's really frustrating, but I, I felt sorry for the restaurants when they were getting closed down and reopened because it's more expensive. It's probably more problems for them. They they can't make enough money to recover fast. But for me, it was just really irritating. I think some people enjoyed the night off though. <laughs> Apart from the girls, I'm guessing the girls were. I mean, what were the girls' thoughts? When when the bars are open, you're you're having problems all the time. It's when it's closed, you can relax a little bit. I don't really know what the girls think. I don't. I think a lot of them, they, they just get their customers anyway. Mm. It's not a big issue for them. I feel sorry for the security and the cashiers more because they don't have any other way of making money. I, I'm not sure. I think we just gave them all a day off that day, so it didn't really affect them too much. Mm. I mean, you've got through New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We're now into, into 2021, pushing forward, thinking that you know this lockdown's going to end. We had a slight glimmer of hope, and now... There was an issue, wasn't there, back with live streaming? I mean, talk to me about the live streaming because a lot of people watching never really understood, or not say never understood, but it was quite difficult to understand the live stream concept. Many people were thinking, oh, people are just throwing money at, the, at these bars and they're keeping all the money, the girls are not having any money. I mean, what was your concept with live stream? Because I know it, it's caused you a lot of problems as well. Well, when we first seen people live streaming before COVID, I just thought there's no way on earth we're going to do that. Mm. And then someone was, some local uh, troll was attacking me saying that we're going to do like live streaming in the bars and it's going to be part of our party. And I was just like, there's no way on this earth. But then we started looking at the figures going down. They went down 80%. And I just thought, what do I care about more? The staff? or my feelings. So I said to everyone, let's start off um, doing off our phones work first. And then we, we gradually improved it. Um, a couple of the bars did very well and some of them lost money. So it was overall, it was worth doing. But the amount of trolling, the amount of abuse you get, and even if you give them valid excuses and reasons, they don't really care. But the, the, the truth is it was paying our rent and it was keeping everything going. And also, I think we saved about 500K overall a month, which isn't much money for a company like us. But then we lost that when we had fines. I was gonna say, you got, you got uh, raided as well, didn't you? It cost you a lot of money. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just be careful what we say. Okay. We, they got access into free bars. Two of them was by um, saying stuff to us that we believed. Okay. And so basically, um, there's, there's a team from outside coming in that are operating right now and they don't care what they're doing and mm. they're, they're trying to replenish what they would normally get. Okay. So, um, and then we decided to shut it all down and then we did it elsewhere. With regards to live stream, obviously, you know, you, you got to a point where you had to stop completely. What effect did that have on you regards <clears throat> trying to keep the girls here and trying to keep the girls in, in food and, uh, and you know, lodgings? That, that final act that was that was led the blow to saying, that's it, no more live streaming. How did that affect you as a business? Well, I was really angry because we, we had we had Rona in about three or four bars and all the girls had been tested. They came down, they're very aggressive. We didn't resist it. They were taking the girls away for two weeks. I would say 95% um, of them didn't know they had it. 5% had a small little headache and um, other girls were moving out. They didn't want to get tested. They didn't want to go in. And we, we were live streaming with the girls that mostly lived in the bars. And then the police were just saying, well, it's no good that you're live streaming and there's COVID. I said, that, come and test them. Like mm. the, the ones here haven't got it. The ones that have it are away. 
And they were like, oh, it doesn't look good. Then we got told, move it off of soy. Then we got told that nobody can do it anywhere in Bataille anymore. And I appealed to them. I said, please let us do it because the girls live together. They're not seeing anyone. If we get caught, we're going to have to, if we stop live stream, we're going to have to close down everything. So, so was your argument then that the girls that were in the room were negative, had been tested, had been tested as, and, and the results were negative. So they're staying in the same room anyway. All you wanted them to do is be able to click the camera on, stand up and, and try and earn a bit of money because they weren't going outside. Yeah, they knew that. I mean, I can't guarantee that they weren't going outside because we, we can't keep them in, but there's a couple going out. But in general, they're all staying in the room and they knew this, but they said mm. it doesn't look good. But then you've got people in other... Um, government agencies that, that see it as a cash grab. So right. all of a sudden it's like, is this about Rona or is it about cash? And then I decided that we'd, we'd risk it doing it elsewhere. And they were following all of us around to our houses and everything else. And then they, they found it a few days later. And then um, the amount of money they asked for was absolutely insane. It was, it was so bad there was police forces all over talking about the place. Right. And then, um, we, we settled um, in court, let's say, and um, they were just like, you know, the whole process was like shoving them in the cars and then shoving them in the jail and everything else. It's, it's just tough here because when you're getting problems like this, you know, no one has any money. I'm talking to factory owners and the suppliers are broke, the people buying are broke and in town everyone's fighting for cash. I mean, you've gone through an incredible roller coaster ride. You know, the, the pre-COVID highs of you know doing well, expanding your business, building what is probably the biggest bar ownership uh, company here, and, and you know, fair play where fair play is due. To now being through what has been an incredible, you know, what seventeen months now of ups and downs. To find ourselves sat here now again in yet what seems to be the the fourth lockdown and the worst of the lockdowns. I mean, what's your what's your vision ahead? I mean, where do you see this going? What's the out the exit? Lots of people ask me every day when when bars are opening. So my answer at the moment is Krabby's on track for their um, sandbox. The sandbox for Pattaya was on the first of September. That hasn't been changed yet, as far as I know. Okay. And the Chiang Mai sandbox is going to come before Pattaya, but you know we 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 try to appeal to the mayor in Chonburi to get a permit to do live streaming because I feel that there's nothing I can do mm. to um, get involved or change the situation. No one in this country can, apart from the main bosses. Mm. I, all I can do is control my own environment. So what I'm trying to do personally is look for my own incomes. If we can get live stream going on, then we will. Other people have moved to other provinces. Our girls don't want to go to other provinces. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to have to look at ways how we can make money ourselves. But the, the key here is that almost all of our rents are at zero now. Okay. Whereas so you... before we were paying, you know, 25 to 100%. Right. Okay. So, so now there's a couple of landlords that aren't agreeing with it. But what we'll do is that we'll pay them what we're what we think is fair, and then we'll, we'll go to court if they complain, and I think we'll win. So right now then, I mean, pre-COVID, four or 500 girls who work in, in your company? We had 457 when we closed. And right now? Z zero, there's not one person working for the company, not even the main guys or me, no one's getting paid at all. Mm. We're just paying rents. Um, the girls that wanted to stay are staying for free, 
um, in free buildings, but the rest have all gone home and they're, they're going on OnlyFans, um, working on dating websites. They're going all over Pattaya doing what they can to make money. Mm. So in terms of like the outcome, I mean, right now we're, we seem to be deeper and deeper into these lockdowns. I mean, in your opinion, in your vision, where do you see the end result? How far down the road do you think it'll be before you get some breath of fresh air where you can say, do you know what? At least now we can start to look at opening. I mean, where, when do you think? I've lost all hope now. I, I used to say October the 15th. If someone forced me to give me a date, I would say October the 15th. Because they said October, then I've seen somewhere for October the 15th. Mm. But I'm secretly hoping that it's going to be September the 1st. Okay, September. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about the problems. I mean, it's an interesting point, and I'd like to ask about this, because I guess we just kind of... I mentioned this on the channel the other day about where have all the girls gone? You know, they've gone home, and what are they going to do? Are they going to rush back and think, brilliant, we're open, but there's going to be not as many people here? Or are they going to sit back and say, well, boss, I'm going to wait, and when you get the tourists come in, then I'll come back? Because you're in a real balancing trick here. Where, where do you see the, you know, are they going to come back in your opinion? Or are you going to make them come back and hope you're going to get customers? What are you going to do? Last time we closed and we reopened, I, I, don't, I didn't recognise most of the girls. Oh, really? it, was, it was all new ones. Um, I'm not the best person to ask, but I was, like, I was expecting the evil girls to come back, but they, they've all moved on. You know, some girls have got married, so I'm expecting a whole new crew coming back. There is one thing I want to talk about, is yep. lots of people think that, all the girls are on OnlyFans, they're all on these applications, they're all making mm -hmm. money on there and they're never going to come back to bars. But that's a very small selection. We always get new girls come in. Mm. OnlyFans, yes, they can make tons of money, but they've all got Frank boyfriends um, doing all their marketing for them. And it's, it's oversaturated. And then you've got, um, you know, Thai friendly where the price is generally fixed at a thousand. The girls aren't making much money, nothing compared to what they can do in the bars, mm. and there's nothing to stop girls doing both either. I must admit, the OnlyFans side of it, I mean, I, I've said on camera myself that I do personally know a few girls that are making, like, ridiculous money. And I guess that's the general kind of conception. You think, well, anyone that's on there makes a lot of money. I only know the girls that I've interacted with where they've asked me to do some photos for them. I said, yeah, no worries, I've done the photos, and they've used them for their, their purposes. It's interesting that you said there that a lot of the girls that came back the last time you didn't even recognise. I mean, is there really that kind of like a, a turnover in terms of like staff? Yeah, we get a big turnover anyway. I, I, I can dig out some stats um, somewhere, but yeah, it's a huge turnover. People just move on. A lot of these girls are young and they're just all over the place. And we had girls working at petrol stations, 7-Elevens and all sorts. What, coming to work for you as well? Um, yeah, well, it works both ways, but when we closed down, they were going to do those jobs, okay. and then we, we have girls coming from mostly factories in Bangkok. Most of our girls come from Bangkok, mm. so there's going to be a lot of girls in Bangkok that want jobs. You mentioned earlier in our discussion here about that when you do get the opportunity to reopen, it's going to be a problem because you're going to have to open each bar step by step by step. I mean, talk me through that process. What, what, what's going to be mm. the, the way forwards for you? Well, first thing we'll do is we'll see how many cashiers are still around and as long as we've got trained cashiers and know what they're doing, we can get them in the bars and then we're going to have to check to see what managers are left because most of them have left and some of them are working online now. Okay. Some of them doing teaching online and all sorts of stuff. Um, once we get that in, we'll try and get the groups of girls that are originally there and then we'll try and fill the bars up. Mm. But um, 
you know, we, it's important to get the cashiers. We might have to start retraining, and, and that, that's what worries me. The longer we leave this, the more likely we've got to have to find new cashiers and train them all, which would be even more um, annoying. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine nothing worse than opening your doors and thinking, right, let's go, and then you've got no cashiers, etc. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like, six months, possibly a year, before you're back to full speed, providing that the, the, the tourism's allowed to return. Yeah, it could be, but if the gills come back quickly because of the, the situation, I mean, before we closed, we were getting 12 gills a day. Um, and, and we were trying to work it on to 14, 15 gills a day. Mm -hmm. So to get to that level again, it might take a little while. Mm -hmm. But because of all the um, situation with no money around, it might come quickly. Because a lot of our gills, they, they start in the village, they go to Bangkok, they work in a factory, they see things around them, they hear things, they learn things, and then they, they end up working in a bar, mm. or they come straight to Bataille and work in a bar. Sometimes they work in a bar in Bangkok, they try it, and everyone tells them Bataille's busier, then they come to Bataille. Mm. So a lot of our adverts get better responses when we, when we uh, hit it on Bangkok. You've gone from 31 bars down to 26 now. If this continues, and let's just say and pray it doesn't, but let's just say it got to like say the end of December before we've got any real true light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, will, will you still stay with the twenty six, or are you going to have to really look hard? Um, no, because we're we're at almost zero rent across know. the whole board now. Yeah, so okay. there's some twenty five, there's some still being cheeky, but we're going to um, do our best to fight them, mm. and um, and if we can stick a very low amount then we, we can keep going for six, seven months. Okay. But that doesn't, my personal situation is completely different to that. When I tell people I've got no money at the moment, that's nothing to do with the business. Because yeah. some people get excited when I say <laughs> I've got no money. They're like, oh, he's going to lose all his bars. It's like, no, don't worry. Um, if it's a zero, we could stay like that for, for a long yeah. time. But we've only been guaranteed no rents until December. Okay, okay. Question then before we finish, we're brilliant talking to you, Brian. Thank you so much for this. You've obviously got a lot of inroads regarding the Thai situation, the Thai, the Thai people here because of your news uh, platform. What are the Thai people, what's their feelings about this? Because, you know, they, for me, as, a, as an ignorant person, I just think they just kind of like just get on with it and just like, well, it is what it is. And, and is there any real underlying feeling there now where they're saying to themselves, you know what, we're getting sick of this? I mean, how are the, how are the Thai people, in your opinion, feeling? I'll try and be careful what I say, um, but I, because I'm, my missus is heavily mm. involved in the news, yeah. so uh, there's all these groups, um, you know, you know, kind of they, they want to protest against certain individuals, mm -hmm. and there's, there's a growing hatred towards two particular indi individuals, and, and people are talking about protesting, but the interesting thing is, is that we were trying to organise like a, a, a peaceful, mm. um, protests like you know turn up at city hall between all the business owners but people don't they're too scared of mm. being a leader because they go after the leaders and um, the guy that did the protest the other day was a friend of a friend i know the guy and he did a very good job of it mm. but um there's there's so many ties that just say it's a waste of time mm. and i keep saying you need to tell these people it's not a waste of time and we're trying to use our news to show all of the problems going on, but the government don't want um, videos of the food handouts anymore. It's definitely a tough time ahead, my friend, and uh, I have to say, from a selfish point of view, I'm glad I'm not in your shoes because I know you. You know, you do get a lot of negativity from people that watch what you do, etc. And, and knowing you as I do know you over the years, 
you know, I, I, it's not a, as clear as they think. So, uh, you know, respect to you for that, Brian. Respect. Yeah, you get the more bars you get, the more jealousy you get. You could almost <laughs> put a graph on there, and then when yeah. you start doing all these other things, it just yeah. goes up more. But th these guys, they, they don't realise that the amount of stress oh. and the and the problems you have, and yeah. a lot of people can't deal with it. I don't know how I'm still dealing with it now. And people keep asking me <laughs> how I'm still operating. You've still got more hair than me. How's that happened, eh? Flipping hell. Well, listen, Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much indeed for taking the time. Guys, you know, Cheers. there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. You know, it's not as easy as it seems. He's been in an incredible roller coaster ride, and there's still yet more to come, sadly. Fingers crossed, though, it won't be taking that long, and hopefully you guys watching will be able to come over here and we can all like relax a little bit. Guys, thank you very much for watching the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea. As always, please remember to hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Check out our Discord area. So many people on there, and join our members area. More and more members joining each and every day, and uh, fantastic. So there you go. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you very much indeed, thank and you. please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Yeah.